Before we continue with stanza three, why don't we review the four verses that started it, and then we'll preview the four verses that will conclude it. Starting with verse 17, we read, Deal kindly with your servant, so that I may live and observe your word. Open my eyes, so that I may see clearly the wonderful things from your law. I am but a foreigner in the land. Do not hide your commandments from me. I am consumed with longing for your judgments at all times. Now we'll consider 21 through 24 with one insertion I'll mention. I'm restoring instructions as the word for regulations. It really captures most accurately in a single term the essence of the word. So 21 through 24 says this, You rebuke the presumptuous or those crossing your boundaries, the ones receiving curses who are straying from your commandments. Remove from me scorn and contempt, for I have observed your reminders. Even when princes sit together and speak against me, your servant ponders over your instructions. I am fond of your reminders. They are my advisors. Now let's consider verse 21 together. You rebuke the presumptuous or those crossing your boundaries, the ones receiving curses who are straying from your commandments. Avoid prideful disobedience. The presumptuous take liberties that they have no right to take and thus fall under curses from their violations of Jehovah's law. Even through Christ, showing great mercy to sinners as they learn to trust God more fully. Nevertheless, the truth is that exceptional obedience to one or many serious commands does not excuse violation of another. James 2, verses 10 through 13, makes this point, with verse 11 putting it this way. For the one who said, you must not commit adultery, also said, you must not murder. If now you do not commit adultery, but you do murder, you have become a transgressor of law. Whitewashing such evil does not take away the effect of Jesus' stern rebuke. But whoever stumbles one of these little ones who have faith in me, it would be better for him to have hung around his neck a millstone that is turned by a donkey and to be sunk into the open sea. Woe to the world because of the stumbling blocks. Of course, it is inevitable that stumbling blocks will come, but there is woe for the man through whom the stumbling block comes. Now, Jehovah is primarily a God of hope. So the point is, may we therefore turn away from evil or wrongful practices, refusing to stumble God's precious sheep, training our conscience by God's word, proving loyal to our God and Father, Jehovah. Now to verse 22. Remove from me scorn or reproach and contempt, for I have observed your reminders. Look to God despite reproach. The psalmist pleads for Jehovah to take away any reproach motivated by hatred or even by fellow servants of God who may have found fault with him or or reproach received due to the sins or mistakes of a parent. 
He thus requests to be treated fairly according to his own integrity, rather than receive prejudice due to the errors of others. Clearly, the psalmist strives hard to observe God's reminders that he may give no good reason for reproach against him. Now let's consider verse 23. Even when princes sit together and speak against me, your servant ponders over your instructions. Remain courageous to obey God. Likely, princes would be speaking against a king or an anointed of Jehovah. Despite such reproach or rebellious talk, the psalmist continues to look to God and his word to ensure he remains compliant and receive divine favor and assistance. We should thus regularly ponder or reflect upon God's good guidance and instruction, just as Paul exhorted Timothy to ponder over these things, be absorbed in them, that your advancement may be plainly seen by all people. That's 1 Timothy 4.15. Prayer should usually precede more formal times of spiritual instruction, but we may do so with a proper, unselfish motive seeing how to use the information to help others and ourselves to honor Jehovah, improving in our worship of Him. Now to verse 24. I am fond of your reminders. They are my advisors. Become fond of God's reminders. Godly reminders are thus useful to all when seeking guidance as if requesting advice from trusted counselors. We should develop fondness for God's reminders, as they assist us to retain our good way of thinking in harmony with God's loving direction and guidance, that we may continue walking on the path of eternal life. Regularly receiving instruction and reminders from God can assist us in knowing how to respond to various issues that may arise day to day helping us grow spiritually and maintain our spirituality despite pressures against us from worldly philosophies and such. May we come to delight in receiving such instruction from God on a regular basis. Now let's conclude our consideration of the last half of stanza 3 with a review of those four verses. We read verse 21 through 24. You rebuke the presumptuous, or those crossing your boundaries, the ones receiving curses who are straying from your commandments. Remove from me scorning contempt, for I have observed your reminders. Even when princes sit together and speak against me, your servant ponders over your instructions. I am fond of your reminders. They are my advisors. 